Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Rob here, and today we are going to be doing a very, very different type of show where we go and we scour newspapers from long ago, such as the 1800s, the early 1900s, and we find where they wrote about ghost stories in different communities. So today we have about four or five different stories, and we are calling this Haunted Headlines. Let's get into it. As always, I am joined by Jesse Wilkins. Hey. And by Dave Wilkins. Hey. God, I hate you guys. Is that, is that how you're going to introduce yourselves on these, on these haunted headlines? I was usually I do a British accent this time and did a Canadian one. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm excited for this one. I, I kind of curated this particular one. You guys don't really know the stories that we're going to get into. We're going to do this a little bit different than some of our other content. We're going to actually just read it live and react to it. Uh, have you guys have you guys stumbled across some of these newspaper articles like myself as you've researched some of these shows? Yeah, every so often I, I find one. And they're always so funny because they're, especially when they're from that particular time period where yeah. everyone was just so eloquent with how they spoke. And you get these newspaper articles that are really well written and they're talking about ghosts, which is not something you really see in modern day newspapers. They don't really talk about ghosts. They want to be held as an objective source of news. And you get you get a lot of this with with uh, news outlets and a lot of this in the science community. People who want to be taken seriously typically don't associate themselves with the paranormal. So you don't see it as much as you used to. Yeah, the language has changed so much. It, yes. it's, it's so eloquent back in the day. And now it's just like, I just want to know if any of these fuckers come <laughs> through the wall. <laughs> the, well, actually, it's a great point, Jesse, about the language changing because I am going to have to actually change some words on the last story because they used a derivative of spooky that I just am not comfortable with saying. So we're mm -hmm. going to change that to uh, ghost. But let's jump right into our first story. And this one is really different because it's not just one little clipping. This one is actually a couple different news stories from a few different years. And I believe it's in Denver, Colorado reporting on the same house. So I'm going to jump right into this and it starts on February 13th, 1902. The Denver times reported the following the haunted house at the corner of 19th and Grant avenues narrowly escaped destruction last night by firebugs who ignited the place. The house, which has been empty for the last three years, was at one time owned by a wealthy family, J.A. Fleming, a real estate man, 
who has charge of the property cannot rent it on account of the reputation of it being haunted. So what that the hell is, is a firebug? I was fire just going to ask that. Like your whole house on fire? Yeah, these are people that would just like firebugs were basically people that. Oh. Oh, they, you're talking about like a firefly or like an <laughs> insect or something. I'm like, I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> Calling an exterminator right now. No, no. These were people that went and lit stuff on fire. Pyro so they, Pyrocarus apturus, a firebug, is a common insect of the family of, I can't say that word, easily recognizable due to its striking. So are you sure it wasn't a swarm of these? I'm positive that this was, they're alluding to people that were prone to setting fires. Where did so, this take place? Denver. In Europe, yeah, Denver, Europe, Jesse, <laughs> yeah, the, well, the Denver it, that everybody. I knows. wanted it to fit my narrative, which is the European firebug. Fine, continue. <laughs> All right. By June eighteenth, nineteen o three, the Denver Times reported that the three-story, fourteen-room brick residence was looked upon by neighbors and city health department's officials as a public nuisance and a detriment to that section of the city. Due to rumors of it being haunted, the newspaper reported that the house had not been occupied for 10 years and was now the sleeping place of tramps. So we have progression here, right? We went from 1902 to 1903. It's not being rented out. It's not being sold because of its reputation of being haunted. And full so. of tramps. <laughs> and full of tramps. On November 4th, 1904, there was an article that stated a haunted house, the scene, big, rambling, dusty, cobwebbed, bare rooms, the plastering fallen off, doors battered down, windows boarded up, the air musty with the damp of 20 years, the, the very atmosphere suppressed with tense mystery, creaking, whistling windows, cold droughts as from the grave. God, they're literally describing my house. <laughs> it's such a place last night a crowd of 14 persons sat for four hours in darkness while waiting for ghostly manifestations it was there last night that a group of spiritualists under lead the leadership of madam thompson a medium endeavored to bring out the stories and forms of several suicides and murder victims supposed to be roaming restlessly there in a room on the third floor of the house, the group joined hands, extinguished a solitary candle, and sang the hymn, Nearer My God to Thee, as Madam Thompson began her seance. An unearthly scream frightened the group. It was soon discovered, however, that the noises had originated from a few latecomers to the seance. The ceremony continued, and one woman in the room claimed to see a vision of a fair, beautiful girl, her low-necked gown stained a hideous red. The article described the frightening details of the seance in which several women claimed to fall into trances and communicate with those who had died violently in the house. The reporter described one such trance. A pretty girl, a pretty young girl, shrieked aloud in terror as she shrank back in her seat, throwing her hands to her ears to keep the horrible sounds out. And then another moment, the woman had risen. But again, she went into a trance and rose to the middle of the floor. I'm shot, she cried and fell heavily. With painful care, she drew herself to her hands and knees and crawled slowly along. Oh, oh, they've got me. And she sank prone. Then, in a weird, tremulous voice, she again commenced. And now they're going through my pockets. They're going through my pockets. And I'm, I'm dead. Great acting. 
As the article went on to report, the Denver police had their own ideas about the origins of the ghost. They asserted that absolutely no crime, as far as they knew, had been committed at the house. They believe rumors started by a prospective purchaser looking to drive the price of the home down and the structure's long period of vacancy led to its reputation as a haunted house. So this so. is interesting because it's not actually, well, it is a ghost story, but it wasn't reported by the newspaper as a ghost story. They set it up like it was, mm -hmm. but then went, but they were able to keep their objective news reporter reputation intact by spinning it at the end. Yeah, I actually thought it was a real interesting, the reason why I wanted to share this one is because there is ghost stories involved in it, but there's a three to like a multiple year progression through the newspaper that is reporting on this house and starting by saying like why it's starting to get this haunted reputation all the way leading up to people doing almost what we do, right? Where they're going and investigating the house. This one seems like it was of the time where you had a lot of these people, these spiritualists and these mediums that were sort of setting things up almost maybe I, I don't, I don't want to speak for them, but you heard a lot of um, charlatans were happening like back during this time that mm -hmm. we get into the Houdini stuff where he was debunking them and stuff like that. So yep. that might've been happening here as well, but yeah, it, it, get, it escalates to the point that they're actually doing an investigation in this house in like the very beginning of the century. So I found that interesting and just kind of wanted to share this whole story. Have we looked into the, the property and seen if there were actually these killings and suicides that happened there? Or is this just something that was kind of rumored and, and kind of born out of legend? So it was sort of rumored and born out of legend. And the only way that I think you could, because there's no police reports or anything and the police said nothing ever happened there but again we were talking about how like you know the homeless were living there so if anything did happen it might have been one homeless to another they were trying to reenact somebody stealing stuff out of the pockets so maybe that but it does seem like this was probably more of a staged event than anything by the uh, medium is what i would say yeah, that's what kind of strikes me as this was right around the time where like this was a big source of income where in a lot of these people were getting debunked where they would have hundreds of people coming out to see them. It was basically like a, a nightly show of, mm -hmm. of them putting on these things. I'm actually going to cover one of them pretty soon, probably in a Dark Mysteries episode about some of these seances. There's one up in Vermont. Um, the house still stands, but the... Um, it's like a ski lodge now or something like that, but they had these brothers that, that were doing these absolutely crazy, crazy seances. And I'll save it for the episode, but nice. they, this was, they, they had so many people that were, that were coming to see them. It was, it was almost like a, like a, like a circus, you know, it's like, like this was, you know, they're handing out flyers for it and everything like that, like see what spirits we contact mm -hmm. today. And they had different people coming out in different costumes and stuff. So this was, this was pretty common. So when she put on this kind of, or he or she put on this kind of show, it didn't surprise me. I think it was Madam, right? So Madam Thompson. Yeah. So she was putting on this big, big, uh, big spectacle. It sounds it, like it, she might've had a plant in the crowd, maybe to, to uh, help embellish it a little bit. But again, we weren't there but it really does kind of seem like that's what was going on here in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I think people back at that time were a lot, a lot more superstitious and uh, likely to, to believe the story. Yes. All right. So our next one, 
comes from Idaho in Europe. Yes, Idaho, Europe, the capital of the world, as they say. Um, this one is from New Pierce, Idaho. In It was written on January 16th, the greatest date of the year, in fact, in 1906. In also your birthday. Yes, which is why it's the greatest day of the year. 1906. At, <laughs> yes, I am one of the olds. <laughs> At intervals for two months, citizens report seeing a ghost during all hours of the night. A woman ghost. Wait, don't just skip don't just skip the best headline I've ever seen. Oh, sorry, sorry. Titled Ghost Terrifies People. <laughs> Thank Woman you. dressed in long gown has headquarters in house. Please read the whole article with no, that voice. No, no. At intervals for two months, citizens report seeing a ghost during all hours of the night. A woman ghost dressed in long black flowing gowns with a white or black scarf tied closely over the head until her face is almost invisible. When C.W. Felt, a merchant, brought in the report two months ago that a mysterious woman had been hanging around his house, he was ridiculed. But now sentiment has changed. Dozens of people have seen the apparition, but not one has had courage to ask her her business. Children keep close, children keep close indoors at night. In fact, the ghost has the whole town buffaloed. The phantom has promenaded all over the town and made its headquarters near the house where John Muir hung himself on January 1st, 1905. Muir's body was not found for five months. Buffalo me this. <laughs> that, that's all I wanted to say, actually. I didn't have something to buffalo <laughs> me this. But... All right, fair enough. That's Dave. a new term. I haven't heard that one before. Buffaloed? Mm -hmm. It's definitely not a new term. <laughs> Clearly it is not a new term. <laughs> we have documented evidence that says otherwise. <laughs> it is well over you just looked years at old. It. <laughs> I quit this show. <laughs> it's new to us. Sorry, it's a, it is a uh, fresh term. Brand new. Never before been printed. <laughs> Until this show. No, that's uh, I've never heard that one before. Is what I meant to say, obviously. Was There's an interesting movie. story to have in the newspaper, right? Where they talk about this. This literally talks about hauntings. And it talks about the man who brought forth the first haunting and how he was actually ridiculed. Dave, you talk about this all the time where people like were so like just didn't want to bring it up because they were so scared of how they would be perceived in in public. And this is the perfect example of that because he he brings it up. He's ridiculed for two months, but then others start coming forward which leads you to believe how many other people were seeing this haunted that weren't coming forward. So it, it's just, it's a, it's this whole situation where he sees the body, but the ending is kind of interesting to me more than anything where it's at this woman is haunting this residence where this man was found dead five months later after he'd hung himself or hanged himself. So what is the connection there? there and, and it just, the newspaper article just ends there. It's like, do some investigation for me. Why yeah. is there this woman here? Like, you need to figure this out. Like, is this it, is a cliffhanger. Is it on the newspaper to solve the mystery or to report the events as they happen? They said no one tried talking to the ghost. You're a reporter. Go talk to the ghost. 
as we said, <laughs> reporters <laughs> is going to tell the story. They're not going to go out and talk to ghosts. They're investigators. They're supposed to be figuring out why, right? No. Yes, of course no. they are. Paranormal investigators are the ones who go and figure out why. Reporters will report on something, and they're not, but they're not going to go solve the issue. Yeah. I remember I, when we were doing the Sally House research, I had watched a news report of a, a reporter who went into the Sally House because it's haunted. And he's asking them, and he's like, well, why don't we try to find the ghosts? And he tries out some paranormal equipment. And it was so awkward and so bad that I now agree with you, Dave. I don't <laughs> want the reporters to do it. Leave it to the professionals. Exactly. Well, someone's got to talk to this ghost because no, because it's like everyone's too scared to talk to her. Reporters do interviews. Go try to talk to the ghost. Go try to get an interview with it. But for all of the, I agree with you. And the, but I, I want to do the ghost interview. Let me do it. You were born. Let me travel back. <laughs> well, maybe you were. <laughs> to 1906. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, again, you're dealing with clearly a, a much more superstitious crowd. Maybe the reporter doesn't want to go interview it. And I'm glad that he did write this article because this is a really cool article to find. And and see something that this one, much more than the last one, was actually reporting about hauntings as if it is fact, which I, I like that. So yeah. what a cool find. All right, let's get into our next story. And this one comes to us from a Kansas newspaper in 1909 titled, make sure I don't miss this for Jesse this time, Ghost Widow Terrifies. Sag Harbor is in the throes of a ghost scare. And Captain Abe Sivers, who has sailed the Spanish main and skirted the edge of the Saragossa, Sargosa, Sargasso, Sargosa, Sargasso, Sargasso, is leading those who are hunting for the ghost in the hope of laying, of laying it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Time out. Hey, the methods were different back in the day. You just fuck away your ghosts. <laughs> Okay. Now we tell them to fuck off, but back then you fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Seemingly, it is the ghost of a woman. <laughs> it is draped heavily in black and wears a mask. Many women right. have seen it. I don't want to fuck that ghost that's wearing a mask. Never mind, I'm out. Why? You're not into it? Did you scary. watch Spartacus, bro? Great scene. Well, I would fuck Spartacus, but not this ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, it is draped heavily in black and wears a mask. Many women have seen it following them. They are terror-stricken and are afraid to go out of doors after 9 o'clock at night. Captain Selvers, who is a gallant tar, boasts <laughs> his long... <laughs> the fuck is a gallant tar? <laughs> well, he's a gallant tar, Jesse. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Boast his long experience as a sailor taught him not to be afraid of any woman, nor the ghost of any woman. <laughs> like, What? Therefore, if he can get within grabbing distance of the ghost, he thinks something will happen. He's <laughs> gonna grab that ghost. <laughs> like what? What do you? What is your plan here, sir? The Sag Harbor women are praying earnestly the ghost may fall into his clutches, because until it is caught, they cannot go out to quilting parties, carpet rag sewings, and other social diversions. Many of the young women also complain bitterly 
that they are deprived of the excitement of going to the railroad station to see the evening express train come in. I mean, guys, if we can't go to quilting parties and see the fucking train come in at night, what are we even doing alive? They were really lacking entertainment back then, huh? <laughs> we're going to go watch the train come in. I mean, it must have been pretty intense, right? If you figure nothing, well, I mean, trains have been around for a while at this point, so I guess it's just baffling. Continues the ghost haunts Main Street between Howard and Glover Street, Captain Selvers explains. The first thing a person feels who walks along that section of the street is a cold, clammy sensation. That's the atmosphere the ghost carries around with it. When I first felt it, I turned around and saw a tall, masked figure. It was in black from head to foot. I tipped my hat, stepped toward it, and it disappeared. You're just so classy in Europe. <laughs> then I recalled that I had forgotten to put the spade in the smokehouse, and I started for home. You know, because that's what you forget. Like, as you see a ghost, it doesn't matter because you have to make sure that the spade is in the smokehouse. After you know what really happened? You know what really happened here? What really happened here was he saw the ghost and was like, oh, shit, I think I left the iron on. Better go check that. I'm totally not running away from this ghost. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Then, then he had that quote earlier where it's like, I've learned while sailing not to be afraid of any woman or any woman's ghost. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, train's coming in. I don't want to miss <laughs> it. It's the only show in town. I will say like they've, they found other so many of these little things interesting and while we're on the subject of Europe, the like, for instance, when we went to London, they did the changing of the guards at the palace, right at the Royal palace. Mm -hmm. And it was this big spectacle. And like, everyone gathers around to see the changing of the guards. This is like in American terms, like Gary gets off his, his shift at the warehouse and Leo comes in to, to relieve him of his shift. He's like, Hey, have a good night, man. Bye, man. I'll see you. That's, that's in America. In England, it's like this big ceremony and these assholes just walk super straight and stiff and then they switch positions and they turn around and then they both walk. And, like, dude, it's, I remember we watched it be like, why does this matter? It's the changing of the, they're just switching, switching shifts, shifts over, new guys starting. It, I, I don't understand. I think I just hate the royal family so much. This is Kansas, right? <laughs> We're talking about Kansas well, right now. So here, here's the, before Europe. I finish this, European. Jesus Christ, Jesse. This was in a Kansas newspaper, but it happened in Sag Harbor, New York. So okay. if you look at the bottom, it does say slash New York Press. Gotcha. So it was, oh. it's one of those weird situations. Well, it's just but making it, making headlines across states, right? Yeah. It's basically national news. Yeah. Um, so By the way, Google has no idea what a gallant tar is. I know gallant basically <laughs> means like fancy or chivalrous yeah, or no, yeah. noble minded, but I don't know if I can't find something for tar. Mm. Must be lost in the, uh, I don't know, lost in history. All right. This concludes. It is a wonderful, it is wonderful what a longing for home, a thing like that gives to a man. That sentence just makes no sense to me. I guess I've seen 10 women rushing for home from that section of Main Street in the past week. They all had seen the ghost widow. Can I read? Did he ask them or is he just assuming because they're running? Maybe they're running from you because you're out there just <laughs> looking at all the women. Or they're or the train's coming. They're trying to go see it. That, that might be what it is as well. Go ahead, Dave. It is wonderful what a longing for home a thing like that gives to a man. Makes sense. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. See something and he's like, wow, I just want to go home. Yeah. Yes. So that is uh, Sag Harbor, New York. You know, that's from 1909. At least it's from a Kansas paper in 1909. Perhaps happened a bit earlier by the time it actually went there. I think uh, you guys are going to really like this next one. Before we Famous? before we jump into the next one, I do want to just okay. clarify one criticism Jesse had of the changing of the guard in London and likening it to a couple of where, warehouse workers changing shifts. I, I don't think that's a fair comparison. <laughs> Why? Because the where, the warehouse is probably doing something productive and the royal think... family are just sitting in their castle being dickheads doing absolutely nothing. So they're actually, I understand they guards. It's a, it's, sorry, a, it's a pointless ritual, but it's more like respecting of their own history. It is. I think you could, if you're going to compare it to something over here, it would be something yeah, like more on the lines. Of, right, so if we were to like protect the I, history of inbreds over here. No. Well, big you, fan of inbreeding you don't, the royal family. You don't like the royal family. That's fine. I don't, I'm not defending the royal I'm, family. I don't, I don't not it. like the royal family. I just find them unbelievably uninteresting. That's fine. If it's any more, of the royal family listens to this show, we would still love to come tour Buckingham Palace and investigate it. So please reach out. Uh, we can leave Jesse at home. Or just leave me outside with the guards so I can make fun of him. I was, I was saying it's more, if you're going to compare it to something, it'll be closer to like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier ritual where they have the guard who's, who's posted out there 24-7 and they change. So it's more like a comparison to that. No, because there's still guards. He's trying to compare it to something else. What do you mean? You're you're comparing guards doing guard things to guards. Yeah, that's why I think it's a better comparison. No, because it's literally the same thing. Yeah, that's what we're going for, right? If you're comparing, he says that the American version is something completely different. I'm saying no, the American version is the same thing, just in America. All right, I guess you don't might tie it. Don't don't tie it to a memorial. How am I supposed to? Yeah. How am I supposed to fire back at that? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's get into this next story. After Dave has ruined the show, just sent it off the rails. <laughs> I sent it off the rails. You're talking about London. <laughs> Titled says Titanic Captain Lives. Guess Here we go. where this one starts. <laughs> Titanic still not aware, boys. Baltimore, Maryland, July 27th. <laughs> that is not, not accurate. <laughs> you have all of your Titanic facts wrong. I do love that you started reading the article immediately after I asked a relevant question and your answer could not have been more wrong. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. Wait, what are you talking about? Because I was like, where did the Titanic sell from? And you just go Baltimore, Maryland. (laughs) I was reading the article. (laughs) You're ignoring the guy who tossed out London, Europe or um, Denver, Europe. (laughs) That was just because I wanted to tie in the fireflies. Dave, if you just paid attention. (laughs) All right, let's start this over. Says Titanic Captain Lives, Baltimore, Maryland, July 27th. The statement that Captain E.J. Smith, commander of the ill-fated Titanic, was not drowned in the disaster, but was seen safe and sound Friday morning in Baltimore, has been made by a retired mariner who claims to have been a shipmate of Captain Smith for more than 17 years. Peter Priel, who was a quartermaster on the steamship Majestic of the White Star Line 30 years ago when Captain Smith commanded the vessel, made the statement and added that he had not only seen the captain, but talked with him. 
Prial also said he saw Captain Smith several days ago, but was skeptical as to his identity and to confirm his belief that the captain was alive, went to the same spot last Friday morning, only to see the captain again. So shocked was Prial at seeing the man he believed dead that on his return home, he suffered a nervous breakdown. After what I have seen, I firmly believe the Titanic's commander escaped a watery grave and was, in some mysterious manner, saved and brought to this country. I have told Dr. Warfield of the occurrence, and he will testify as to the condition of my brain, for I know that many will think that I have gone insane. So is he saying, he's saying that he believes the ghost of the captain made it off the Titanic, not that the captain actually made it off the Titanic and is alive. Well, I think he believed that he was actually seeing the, the captain, but I think that this is actually more likely a ghost story. Right. Because no one else is seeing this captain, right? Like they, they're not seeing him. No one else is reporting that they've seen him. And I think he might be seeing the ghost of the captain that he did sail with years before. Yeah. It would be an interesting theory if it was a conspiracy theory that the captain actually didn't go down with the ship and jumped on a life raft to save himself and then just faked his death so that he could go on and live. But there would be so many witness accounts. Everyone knew what the captain looked like. Yeah, There's three possibilities here. One is the conspiracy theory, which I think is the funnest theory. Two would be it's a ghost, and three would be this guy is actually losing his mind. I mean, he shortly had he had a nervous breakdown shortly after. He's mentioning like people are going to think I'm crazy. He might just be a crazy person. So there's it's one of those three things. I think the most likely is probably the third one, which is the least fun, but it's probably it's just a crazy guy making ramblings. Well, it also kind of reminded me of the Mary Kelly hauntings from Jack the Ripper, where she mm-hmm. was seen repeatedly throughout these places near the 10 bells and all that other stuff, like around where she normally stayed. So I don't know, maybe just because we just did it so recently, but that kind of came to mind that that haunting, the Elvis haunting comes to mind as well with the neighbor specifically. So just seeing these people and places that they may have seen them before or was it, was the captain from Maryland? I, I didn't dive yeah. into it. Mean, we we could dive into it more if we felt like it. I mean, hell, we could do a Titanic episode. We've been joking about sure, doing it for a long time. I'm sure we're going to do it at oh, some point. Pretty so. relevant now. But yeah, I, I would have to say, why would he be haunting Maryland? Maybe he's following his former buddy around, but it just, I don't know. We're going to need more on that story for sure. Yeah, and if this guy is living there, he might have docked there consistently on one of those older ships. There there could be so many different ties to it. And he kept seeing him in the same place, right? So that's what's mm-hmm. interesting, is that he kept seeing him at the same location. So I just found that that one was a little bit interesting. And I have one last one that I am right. really excited to read. So let's get into this one. This one is from... 1894, and we're going to say the title is To Down Ghost, a Wealthy Bachelor. Actually, I'm sorry. I was going to interrupt you, but I, I, I know you said not to, so I apologize. <laughs> Just read it. <laughs> Guys, please don't interrupt me. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't a planned thing. I was going to make a word joke, in. and I was like, ah, <laughs> My bad. I'm going to let you start fresh, and I won't, I won't interrupt you. I, I just wanted to interrupt you to let you know I'm not going to interrupt you. 
This was not my plan, and I apologize. I didn't mute the mic. Mute the mic. To down ghosts. A wealthy bachelor declared that a horrid hag had glared at him through the night. His friends laughed at him, but he insisted that the house was haunted. He grew ill, complaining of extreme heaviness in the stomach. Appetite failed. He grew sallow, emaciated, and despondent, believing he was going to die. The ghost being a warning and declared he could hear funeral bells ringing in his ears and even hinted at suicide. But a friend introduced him to use Dr. Pierce's golden medical discovery, and he rapidly grew well, ghosted all his distressing symptoms disappearing. A torpid liver and dyspepsia caused his suffering, and the medicine cured both. The discovery is the only remedy for villainous indigestion or dyspepsia, so certain it is curative actions as to warrant its sale on trial. A guarantee in print wraps every bottle. Oh, my God. So this was so just an strong. ad. This is just an <laughs> ad. started so fucking strong. <laughs> Wasn't this such a good story to start? Oh, like you're you're listening to this, and you're like, this is terrifying, and it's a goddamn advertisement for some like yeah, cure all medicine you'd see in Red Dead Redemption too. Yeah, like, it's just Pepto Bismol, yeah, snake it's, oil. Yeah, it's oh. literally snake oil. <laughs> like. I was Damn. baffled. So that was that so funny because it did start off so strong, but then it became blatant, so blatant. <laughs> exactly what this was was the owner of this medicine paid this reporter to do this ad for him. And right. I love, I love the self-centeredness at the end. A guarantee in print <laughs> wraps Dickhead. every bottle. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I had to throw this one in because, like, I was real compelled to reading it. And then I was just like, you've got to be shitting me. You've <laughs> got to be absolutely shitting me that this is where this is going. So this was a newspaper ad in 1894, which clearly makes sense for the for the year because this is, like, the the time of, uh, of snake oil. But this uh, Dr. Pierce's Golden Medical Discovery actually was around for, like, 100 years. I was looking it up earlier and there's bottles that you can still buy of it and stuff, but it actually lasted for a long time, which is crazy. Right up until the FDA was founded. I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. Oh God, this looks exactly like the bottle that I found in my attic. I wonder if it is. Oh, that would be cool. That would be interesting. Do you want to pull so. it up on screen for us so that we can no, see I, Oh, the, the bottle? Yes. Yeah. I, could, I could pull the bottle. I don't have the physical bottle because my son brought it outside and it got all wet and the label peeled off it. So I still have the oh, bottle. But the... <laughs> yeah. no! but it, it's it not survived. that crazy. I had looked up the, what I had and it was worth like, they were going on eBay for like 20 bucks. So while it was a really cool discovery, it's not something that is like hard to find, but this is precisely what it looked like. But, but I would imagine that a lot of them looked like this as well. Yeah. It's a this super one, cool bottle. This one in pristine condition goes for $245. Yeah. Kind of want it. That's it's still got the liquid in it. It's corked. Yeah. That's so if you get a stomach ache, you're all set. Yeah, we're ready to go. Or ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any ghosts come, then you're all set. Um, so that's it for this. This is those were the uh the haunted history stuff. There's some actual spooky ones, some conspiracy ones, and 
an advertisement. Kind of span the whole gamut here of different things that could be in the newspaper. I, I just thought that as I was coming across these, I was just like, we need to share these somehow. So I actually am glad that we were able to do this. What what were you guys' impressions on it? I thought it was great. It was yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Good job, good job reading them too. You got through it pretty flawlessly and with a lot of words that we didn't know or understand. So, <laughs> yeah, we we kind of uh, just uh, powered through a few of them. Didn't one hundred percent it, but that's fine. That's fine. Anyways, we I just love, I just love that I googled one of the terms and Google's like I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> Google's like, I've only been around for a few years. Yeah, like, how old do you think I am? <laughs> like, an old article, dude. Anyway, yeah. I'm sure somebody listening or somebody in uh, on YouTube or something like that will know. Someone always knows on YouTube, right? So if we say something wrong, we'll get corrected. I mean, they've actually already corrected it, and we haven't even uploaded it. Yeah. Anyways, well, we'll uh, read the we'll read a three star review and find out what the uh, correct term is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Let's thank our patrons real quick for our VIPs. We have Allison V, Jeannie R, Lisa J, Mallory K, Mike Ubliet, Blake, Mama Pops W, Peach Smoothie, Robert H, Demon King, and Inspires Gaming. Thank you so much for being VIPs. You're absolute legends. Uh, for our Warren's Wards, we have 32 DRC, Amby Rose, Anna C, Chris C, Donnie N, Elizabeth. Young, Eric John Sutton. I don't know why I feel the need to say his entire name, but I abbreviate the other ones. But it's Eric John Sutton. Uh, we have Lily, Jake V, Janice G. I'll give out his address next week, folks. Uh, Marfire, Matthew T, Papa Squatch, Rachel B, Randy C, Sarah Cook, Stephanie A, Sydney B, the other Rachel B, Al Capone. Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxed. It's so hard to say. Al Capone's allegedly poor tax. Al Capone's poorly. Al Capone. Al Capone. We have Al Capone number two. Uh, Alicia Espinosa, <laughs> Anthony T, Brandon W, Brandon B, Catherine McSlugs, Kath Q, Cody, uh, Cody G, Huska Castle, Huggy Bear, Joe R, Kiralee, J, Mark M, Mariah M, Nuthouse Queen, Paul from St. Louis, Sam from Nepal, Sarah R, Scotty L, Solar Flare, and then we have Soph, Hooper, and Swanee. Thank you so much. So those $3 a month, you get early access to episodes like this. Bonus content, ad-free episodes right on Patreon for you as well as uh, Patreon Hangouts, and we get to read your name out in the credits or try our best. Isn't that right? <laughs> Al Capone's right? allegedly poorly taxidermied corn dinosaur. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Maybe we will introduce that that character limit at some point. And, uh... I don't know. I'm having fun with this one. So, Anyways, uh, yeah, that'll pretty much do it. We'll be back on Tuesday where I well, definitely know where we're going. Let us know. Let us know in the comments if you liked doing these these haunted. What are we, what are we calling it? I already forget. Haunted headlines. Uh, haunted headlines. Haunted headlines. Thank you to Serena for coming up with that name on the Tuesday episode as well. That was great. So if you like the haunted headlines, we'll do some more throughout for some of the side content. If you didn't like it, then maybe we'll scrap it. But I thought it was a lot of fun. We'll see how it goes. Anyways, yeah. that'll pretty much do it. We're back on Tuesday. Back to the regular schedule, and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you.